podcast, but how you doing? It is indeed, I... and I am doing okay. Woo, we're doing our best. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. I, anywhere podcasts are sold. Yeah. <laughs> get your pod, get your podcast right here. Hot yep. pod, hot pod. Hot fresh podcast. off the, fresh off the rack. Um... I was wearing my slippers on the wrong feet, and that is the most uncomfortable, most Ooh. awful feeling yeah. ever. That's like, like up there with fits. wet socks. Yeah, it fits, mm-hmm. but just not... Qu- it's the uncanny valley of wearing shoes, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. fits, but something's off. It's It doesn't... Oh, yeah. Mm, my brain doesn't make it... Doesn't like it. I did that with my work shoes Ooh. one time, because they're kind of wide, so it's like I didn't notice at first until I started like walk- actually walking through the parking lot in them, and I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just oof. How do y'all feel about Crocs? I mean, Crocs are making a comeback. Yeah. They are comfy and um, not as bad as... People in, in like when did Crocs get popular? Like two thousand five? Nah, two thousand eight. A little later than that. Yeah, t- I, th- I was going to yeah. say two thousand eight. So, yeah. So like two thousand eight, but then by two thousand and eleven, Crocs were like, "Ah, oh, fuck Crocs! If you wear Crocs, you're a fucking idiot." Yeah. And now they're back. Yeah. I'm legit. Although to be fair, I think a lot of in it, it depends on what profession you are because mm. I think nurses ever since Crocs hit the market. Nurses have been all up on Crocs yeah. for like the last they're, twenty years. They're supposed to be an extremely comfortable shoe and very good for like working. Mm-hmm. Like particularly if you're a nurse or you're on your feet for long hours, but also like gardening. Like I've heard they're a really big gardening shoe. Mm. Um oh, yeah. I will admit there is actually a picture of me from like two thousand and eight where it's me and some friends of mine, we found like a Crocs store. Ooh, and we're standing nice. outside of it, and we're like, ugh, Crocs are the worst. But, you know, that was back <laughs> when I was 17, and I was an idiot. Yeah. Um, and now I'm an adult. And I will say, I have never worn a pair of Crocs. Um, and I will not I will not sit here and be like, they're the most attractive shoe in the world. But, mm. you know, I mean, not everyone gives a shit about that. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, they're super comfy. I know a lot of people... Um, <clears throat> in my area that live on like farms or have a lot of land mm-hmm. if they're like going out to tend to their stuff they just slip on some crocs yeah. i'm legit thinking about getting a black pair and like dressing them up as like goth crocs where they've got like the, like the spike strips and shit on them yeah get the oh, little nice. spikes on there because yeah. you can get little fun uh fun little uh buttons mm-hmm. for your crocs they also apparently make like a like a chain like instead of the uh the rubber like connector thingy does like oh to nice. hold it to your foot and apparently make like a chain which is kind of dope yeah chain chain your crocs together yeah, yeah. <laughs> crock my life into pieces this, this is, is my, my last resort holy uh, shit actually, crocs are expensive they're like 50 yes. 60 bucks oh, fuck oh that yeah place. yeah i may not do that they're they, they're <laughs> engineered to shit like oh, they're very oh, well designed off um and 
yeah, you can get off-brand Crocs too. Oh, here's at like Walmart. Here's some Oxgamaki unisex garden clogs shoes, classic clog water slippers on shoes on Amazon for ten dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, but go. I will say when Crocs first came out, they just reminded me of like the plastic Birkenstock. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. like yeah. It was like Birkenstock, but you didn't give a shit about the environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, they're a popular nurse shoe. Everything I know about nurses say they're basically like the antithesis of people who wear Birkenstocks, which are mostly like... Wooks. Well, I was going to say, you know, fucking like granola lesbians who live in Portland. But yeah, sure. I mean, fucking crazy people. So... Yeah. I have found some $600 Birkenstocks. Oh yeah, Birkenstocks are fucking expensive because yeah. they're like and they're, leather and shit. It's like all leather. They're also kind of a very ugly shoe. Like yeah. I, I, it's yeah. No, there's some Birkenstock styles that can slap, like the strappy kind. Yeah. Where it's like it's basically it's a flip flop, but instead of the thong style, it's like the two straps over your foot. You know what? Here's what it like, is. Like I can fuck with that Birkenstock. I need to show y'all something. <clears throat> Do you ever just have a realization about, like, who you are as a person? What I realized in this moment, in this conversation, is I'm just not a big, like, sandal person. Oh, my God. Oh, me neither. <laughs> is that a fuzzy Birkenstock? Yes, it is, oh and God. I kind of need it. It's black. Dude, it looks, like a, Dude they sell, it looks like somebody killed a They sell Crocs that have furry stuff that. inside of them. Yeah. They sell furry Crocs. Yep. You, should get, you, you should get some furry Crocs. Oh, I didn't know that. They're like fuzzy on the inside, Ooh, yeah. You, y'all want to guess how much these furry these furry Birkenstocks are? Birkenstock Ooh, eight hundred and seventy-seven dollars. We're about seven hundred dollars off, Hoss. This is my last resort. <laughs> They're a buck eighty. Oh, I mean, that's oh, not a dollar eighty. That's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah sure. Uh, four payments of forty-five dollars with afterpay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again. Okay, if you're a big fan of Crocs or Birkenstocks, please, like, this is just my opinion, and we've admitted I'm not a big, like, I'm a big Liz Lemon person, where I'm just like, ooh, a shoe that exposes part of the foot? Disgusting. Mm. Um, but like... Crocs. Huh? They make hiking Crocs. No. Oh, yeah. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Send me a picture. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yes, Because, okay, so here's the thing. Depending on where you're hiking, it's actually better to wear sandals. Because then you're not dealing with wet socks and wet hiking shoes. You're just, your your sandals have, like, you know, open air. and, And your feet get to breathe. Yeah, and your feet get to breathe and dry off a lot faster. I'm, so, ag- hiking sandals, yeah. Again, to be clear, please do what you want. Please wear what you want. If you think, like, like I get it. Personally, I think these shoes are kind of the most hideous things I've ever seen in my life. But I, I am also a closed-toed shoe preference closed, person. Closed heel, even. Yeah, closed heel. But for oh, me, those... Crocs kind of toe the line. Yeah. Like to me, Crocs are right at that line where I'm like, I'm, I'm comfy. I would be comfy like going out in public in Crocs. Yeah. But if you told me to wear some flip flops to the grocery store, I would rather throw up in my mouth and swallow it forever. Yeah, I, I hate will that say so much. Yeah, that I would wear. Ben just sent us a series of shoes. He sent us the black like strappy 
furry Birkenstocks. He sent us a white pair of Crocs that are for hiking, a black and like... Also for hiking. Yeah, black, also blue, for hiking. Neon and then, yellowy green. And then some straight up sandals that legitimately have dead triples on yes, them. It's a rainbow like dead triple. Like little pom poms. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's just a, that's just three baby dead dead baby triples. Like yeah. that's what that fucking is. I will go ahead and say these shoes, while they are not to my taste, I would wear every single one of these shoes before I read like before I wore like some heels. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like there are some heels mm-hmm. that exist that I just have no interest in wearing. I think they look very attractive, but functionality wise, I would fucking die. Like I would break an ankle. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Like I'll never wear a stiletto, ever, never, ever. Yeah. Like if I saw Ari wearing a stiletto, I would ask if someone had body swapped you. Have you ever seen me even wear heels? No. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You Not haven't. even like a short heel. Yeah. I think I've only ever seen you wear flats. I have worn heels before, and really, this is just an issue of like, I'm not a big shoe person. Like when I buy shoes, it is out of necessity. I'm not doing it because I just like love shoes or even love having a variety. I'm like, I don't know what what does a person need? Like four pairs of shoes, five at most. So. And I mean, I live the kind of lifestyle where if I can't go there in a pair of black boots, I'm I don't want to be there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, I have such like highfalutin airs for somebody who really just fucking eats easy craft mac and cheese out of the gutter, you know. I am slowly <laughs> learning that I'm the bougiest of the three of us. You at you take that <laughs> back, you son of a bitch! You are not. Yes, I am. <laughs> no. I will say, I, I think it. you're the most finicky out of the three of us. I'm not that finicky. Not, I mean, like, um, fastidious. That's what I mean. Yeah, not fastidious, finicky. Fastidious, I am definitely the, I am definitely. You're definitely. That. Yeah. Yeah. I was eating salad with my hands the other day, just by like. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me go. Let me explain further, okay? You it was have to just further. Ari, do you, it was, do, you need, do you need to talk to somebody? <laughs> yeah, no, I like how you started the story. No, and you're hold like, on, I'm hold on. Right. I am in the right. <laughs> Ari, I'm not you saying I'm in the right. Soup again? Are you okay? Just straight out of the cables. <laughs> Crack that boy open. I was eating salad the other day with my hands, and Ben was like, "Hey, there's forks within like 30 feet." But I was like, "No, no. I'm just eating with my mitts." This isn't a depression thing, and I have to explain how I do it. So first of all, I don't like too much dressing on my salad. So what I do, what I fucking do is I have dry, no dressing, like just the leaves, right? There's nothing else going on. It's just like spinach leaves or like a mixed green, like spring baby mix or something. But there's there's no other vegetables. There's no croutons. There's no cheese. There's nothing, right? And I take it out, like, maybe a leaf or two at a time, and I will dip it into the dressing, keeping my hands completely clean of dressing, and then I will eat it that way. I'm not, like, fucking shoveling it into my mouth like I'm, like, like, like a vegetarian Conan the Barbarian. You are still eating. the leaves like a bucket of popcorn. (laughs) You were still eating. I'm essentially treating it like chips. It's essentially like a chip and dip situation, except the chips are very loose. You know what's funny? You know what's really funny? What? 
a lot of chips, like Cheetos, Cheesy Puffs, like non-standard chips, like anything that's not like a true like potato chip. Mm-hmm. I will eat it with a fork. I will stab those motherfuckers. I will pour it onto a plate and stab oh. those motherfuckers. See, that's what I I'm talking about. I only eat Cheetos with chopsticks. Yes. Now. That's the My only dude. way. I am here to tell you that Ben is the most fastidious person here. And it's not just based off the salad thing. <laughs> also, you don't even let me finish that story. Okay? I finish the story. There, so I was eating a salad with my hands. With your fucking mitts. <laughs> that were clean. And I was not getting dressing on them. It was just, I was just like picking up, just imagine me picking up like fresh spinach and dipping it into some dressing and then putting that in my mouth. Okay. Again, a chip and dip situation. And Ben looked at me and was like, that's disgusting. I could never do that. And I was like, like, no, he didn't say the dad. That's disgusting. I I didn't say that. I was just like, bro, there's, there's forks like 20 feet from you. I don't know. Sometimes I stab it with the fork and then like, I try to bring it up to, I got to dip it and then it gets lost in the sauce and then I got to bring it up to my mouth and it drips Mm. everywhere and. This way, I have much more control over it. You How know what I mean? I'm not eating. You can really not, shake off the leaf before you put it in your I'm mouth. Not, I'm not like sourcing out to a middleman. I've got. Yeah. I mean, it's just like direct. You know. I'm just imagining if like Ari put salad on a plate, they're just like stabbing. They're just smashing their face onto the if plate. The, if it's a salad and it has dressing on it and it has like vegetables and like. Yeah. Croutons, like other vegetables and croutons and yeah. proteins and nuts and shit. I'm 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 going at that with a fork. Yeah. Like that is a that is not a hand salad. Yeah. No, but like, nothing's a hand just, salad. Uh, there's there are there are absolutely hand salads. Yeah, if it's wrapped up yeah, in a goddamn like crepe. potato salad. I'm not eating potato salad with my hands. I'm eating it with a fork. <laughs> you know what else? I'm not eating most people's potato salad because it's bad. Um, most 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 potato salad is very bad, yeah. but less mayonnaise, more mustard, guys. Come on, yeah, let's fucking. Right. It, it can't just be like oh, globs of soft potato mm. and fat. Now, That's disgusting. To my credit, when we were at work, when you were eating fucking salad with your fucking hands, all I saw was salad, and you eating it with your fucking hands, and I was like, this is weird. Because I was like, I didn't know if there was like an olive oily, like a vinegar kind of dressing on this salad, and you're just going at it. I'm like, I understand that you don't want to get up. I, get I this. love, I love your version of events where it's like I'm eating a dressing laden salad, like fucking Caesar's Island or Caesar's Island, Thousand Island, all over my fucking face, and you're like, Ari, what the fuck are you doing? And I turn to you and I'm like, Ben, you're so clean. <laughs> you're too clean you're so ben. fastidious you never eat with your hands <laughs> um, oh, that's so oh, funny. i have an idea what's your idea let's go to olive garden <laughs> and get unlimited soup and salad okay i'm in yeah. i'm in the and, br- then, and the breadsticks and then what we'll do is we'll order our salads and then get the server to you know you put the cheese on there and then we'll just once once like the cheese is on there, we'll just fucking go at it with our fingers. We should toast. We should toast the salad and then knock it back like a shot. I'm just gonna eat normally and act like y'all aren't doing anything weird. Because I think that's more strange. 
Just reach our digits right into that leaf. Yeah. Right into the giant bowl of salad. Like, we're not putting it into a bowl. We're just eating it from the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not, it's, it's all our salad. It's a community salad that we just get to get out with our mitts. I love this plan. Travis, I'm in. I'm definitely in. Yeah, just wait till you you guys see this next image of uh, Crocs I found. Are y'all ready for these? Yes. Oh boy, yeah, they, these are insane. These are popping off. I gotta say, real hot, real hot right now. Boom. Oh God, oh, my God. damn it! <laughs> Do we have to talk about this now? I can. I actually, legitimately, I completely forgot that there was supernatural news. So. Pardon me while I bring up some some articles and we can talk about the thing that Ben just fucking sent us, that piece of shit. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. not Crocs. Fucking much. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not fucking Crocs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I thought that they were popping off. Okay, so you have to be living under a rock if you are not aware that Alec Baldwin recently almost killed two people and 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 accidentally killed one person. Yes. Yeah. Well, it turns out that Jensen Ackles is in Rust, the movie they were filming. Oh shit! Yeah. We're watching it when it comes out. And fucking if it comes out, it's definitely coming out. Can I just say this? Can I? I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. If this movie doesn't come out, I'll stop eating salad with hands. Oh, shit. And get a pair of Crocs. (laughs) Like, I guarantee it's going to come out. So research is how to get a movie canceled. Yeah. So this is from the Los Los Angeles Times. Rest star Jensen Ackles calls um, hailing. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Miss Hutchins' death, a tragedy of epic proportions. Um, Jensen Ackles, an actor on the movie Rust, along, along with star Alec Baldwin, is sharing his thoughts about last week's shooting death of cinematographer uh, Helena. Ha- I'm so sorry. I cannot I think pronounce it's Helena. Helena? Okay. Is it Helena? I'm just going to say Miss Hutchins, and I okay. apologize to Miss Hutchins' family for not being able to pronounce her name. Uh, I'm not even sure where to start, Ackles wrote Sunday on Instagram. This has been a tragedy of epic proportions that we are all still processing. The supernatural veteran then shared his professional affection for Hutchins, who died Thursday after a prop gun being used by Baldwin, fired accidentally during rehearsal on the New Mexico set. Earlier last week, I felt uh, compelled to tell Miss Hutchins just how awesome I thought she was. I told her how incredible I thought her camera shots were, and just how exciting it was to watch her and her team work. Truly, Ackles added, she laughed and said thank you and gave me a hug. I'll forever be thankful we had that moment. She had a spunk and passion that infected the entire crew from the top down, he wrote. She was an inspiration. Ackles said he and his wife, uh, Danielle Ackles, have donated to the American Film Institute Scholarship Fund that was announced Saturday by the cinematographer's widower, Matt Hutchins, as well as to a union-sponsored GoFundMe that, as of Monday morning, had toppled more than $200,000 raised. My heart and prayers go out to uh, Miss Hutchins' husband, son, and the rest of her family. There just aren't enough words to express what an immense loss this is, Ackles wrote. She will be incredibly missed by all of us who knew and admired her. The post included a handful of photos of the cinematographer on horseback and with the costume Russ set. Hutchins and director Joel uh, Souza were 
um, who were who was injured in the shooting were huddled around a monitor, lighting up possible shots when Baldwin, in rehearsal, pulled the gun from its holster and it went off. The gun that had was used had misfired the previous weekend. Hours before the shooting occurred, half a dozen camera crew members had walked off the set to protest working conditions. In addition to complaints about long hours, long commutes, and waiting for their paychecks, sources told the Times that industry standard safety protocols, including gun inspections, were not strictly followed on the rest set. In addition to her husband, Miss Hutchins left behind her son, nine-year-old son, Andrus. So yeah, it's just a really sad, really awful tragedy. Yeah. So... And yeah, there's there's a lot of layers to this. Um, it's a complicated situation. It's it's really complicated. Yeah. And I was talking to Ben the other day about how people are very quick to judge. Um, very, very quick to judge Alec Baldwin and, like, accuse Alec Baldwin of murder, when the more stuff comes out, it has become clear that this is not just, like... It's not just on him. It's not just on him. It's also not just an issue with this movie. It's an issue with how Hollywood treats its crew in general. Mm. Like, according to the article, yes, safety standards were not being followed on the set of Rust. But this is not the first time that accidental deaths or serious injuries have happened on Hollywood um, sets and it it needs to be addressed like mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean like there is a, a big history of like crew getting injured and all that kind of stuff yeah permanently disabled and just yeah bad bad stuff mm-hmm. um, and according to Newsweek Jensen Ackles actually talked about gun safety on the set of rest shortly before this happened. So Damn. this is definitely one of those things where it's like everybody knew it was kind of an issue and corners were cut. Um, mm. Didn't and... we also talk about how they like one like prop guy or like one gun handler turned down the role because of like a they saw like a shit ton of red flags? Um, I I don't know about that. I do know that, like, apparently the director has had a history of being pretty wanton with safety situations. Sounds like he needs to be more um, Rangoon than wanton. And then also, like, apparently the armor on set, uh, uh, apparently they were super young and this was one of their first gigs. That's what it was. Yeah. And uh, and that because of the IATSE strikes and stuff, like they had hired a bunch of basically scabs, <clears throat> like non-union workers to do jobs, and it's kind of a shit show. And like Alec Baldwin isn't at fault for the shooting. Because, you know, he was handed a prop gun and was told that it was safe. Uh, But then also he's a producer on the movie as well. So it's like... That's something that me and Ari talked about at work the other day was like, sure, he's a producer, but he's not the only producer. It's not just his money funding this movie. 
this for sure. This is not me trying to absolve Jensen or uh, Alec Baldwin. If we learn that like he had a direct hand in what had happened, and it's, I mean, more than what he like has already happened. Or if we learn, like, he was like, I don't care, I want to get this movie done, hire whoever you have to, I don't care if they're just out of fucking, you know, film school, if this is their first set, like, put them in roles they're not ready for, or whatever. I doubt that information will come back. I doubt it even, I mean, it probably didn't even happen, really, like that. But people have really jumped on the fact that Alec Baldwin was a producer. And yes, Rust was a passion project for him. And he was a producer. But he was also an actor. He was also behind the story. And he's one of like six on the movie. And in Hollywood, you can get a producer credit just for throwing a bunch of money at the film. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you don't have to be involved with the production just to have a producer credit. You can just be the person who's giving the money for it. Also, I honestly do... Not know, but it seems highly unlikely to me, just knowing how many people work on films, that the producers are directly involved in hiring, you know, crew members, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely a multi-level yeah. management situation. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's basically... The- like, Alec Baldwin is not personally hiring people to work on this set. Oh, no. 100%. And he wasn't... I mean... It is definitely, I would say that ultimately the production company probably was like, you know, looking how much money everything was costing, looking at walkouts and being like, get whoever the fuck you can, you know, just fuck it. We got to get this movie out. Like, um, in which case I would say that's on the production company. It definitely isn't like... I mean, it was an accident. Nobody intended for this to happen. I doubt some evil exec at, uh, hold on. I actually just looked up who the production company is. Yeah, so there's several different production companies. Eldorado Pictures, Calvary Media, Thomasville Pictures, Brittany House Pictures, and Short Porch Pictures. I doubt anyone at fucking Eldorado Pictures, um or whatever, like, woke up and rubbed their hands together in fucking, like, evilness and were like, I'm going to get someone killed today. But it's just like, (laughs) if you live and work in a society and work in a industry that prizes profit over anything else, including the safety of the people involved, then corners are going to be fucking cut. You know? If you have people walking off set because um, things aren't going well and you have to get a movie out in X amount of, you know, months, then you're just going to be like, well, fuck it. I'll, I'll hire this armorer who doesn't have a bunch of experience and doesn't know to hand a gun to me and tell me it's cold when it's not. Like, doesn't know not to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's also awful. And, you know, condolences. And I hope the director recovers. And, yeah. You know, I always forget that Jensen Ackles is supposed to be in this. Yeah. He is, in fact, in Rust. Do we know what kind of character he has or anything like that? Uh, cowboy man. Uh, cowboy U.S. 
U.S. Marshal <laughs> Woodhelm. Well, he's got a first and last name and a mm. title, so maybe he'll be in a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it looks like he's the antagonist. Oh, shit. Ooh, That's going to do bad guy. In 1880s Kansas, Harland Russ is an outlaw from the Old West who rescues his 13-year-old grandson after he is sentenced to hang for an accidental murder. Now fugitives, the pair have to outrun U.S. Marshal Woodhelm and bounty hunter Fenton Preacher Lang. Interesting. So, found bounty hunter Fenton Preacher Lane is being played by Travis Fimmel, who is most known for his work in Vikings. Huh. Yeah. And is Australian. Hmm. Neat. There's also some other supernatural news, and we will be addressing it, but not at this moment. Because you know why, Travis? Why is because that? do you know why, Travis? Why is that? It's time to talk about the fucking episode now. Woo! Yeah. Woo! This episode is called Holy Terror. It is a Buck Lemming episode. Oh, boy. What is it? Travis, what is it about? Holy Terror. Sam and Dean meet Cass... At Disney World, and they go on the Tower of Terror, and everyone has a good time. That's exactly what happens this week. Case closed, we're done. Someone call (laughs) Detective Conan, because this case is closed. This is the shortest episode we've ever done. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Travis, I sure hope that happens. And we're back. Yeah. 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 What y'all feel about this week's episode? So, Buck Lemming episodes that are plot heavy are definitely better than Buck Lemming episodes where they just get full tilt on whatever craziness they want to do. Yeah, the Buck Buck Lemming episodes where it's like, all right, you guys are in charge of the plot this week are, hmm, rough. But I actually kind of like this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, like, we, the things have finally come to a head. Yes. And we finally get to take a step farther into what the overall plot is, like... We finally got some payoff for this rising action. I I will go ahead. Okay, so I know I have been pretty hard on Dean this season. And I'm going to try to not be so hard on Dean this episode. Because, you know, he's kind of going through it. This is re- really where the chickens come home to roost or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. He's going through it. All the consequences to his actions are appearing. Yeah, it's it, this episode yep. might as well be called "Well, Well, Well." If it's the consequences of my own actions, um, and I will go ahead and say this feels this episode like what happens in this episode feels very much like a for want of a nail, like that classic tragedy. So tragedies often hang upon 
we actually have a listener who is really going through a tragedy right now. Not like a literal one, but just finished one. Uh, just finished a podcast tragedy. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, but tragedies often hang on like the, if only there was one thing that had gone different, you know? Like, yeah, yeah there was a series of events that have led to this. But maybe, just maybe, there was one moment where if the pe- where if the people involved hadn't made the wrong choice then maybe this outcome could have been avoided and this episode has that moment yep and that moment is if dean had told cass why he needed that or not cass kevin if dean had told kevin why he needed that spell then kevin would be alive yeah <clears throat> absolutely yeah he, Kevin would not have been lackadaisical about getting the fucking, like, full thing. He would have put a little bit more thought into it. He and wouldn't al- have been so calm around Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, I think Dean should have used all of the tools at his disposal when trying to trick someone. Which is another person. Like a Jesus goddamn Christ. And also, check really- your corners when you're talking about somebody. Yeah, for real. Like, guys, you... You can tell that Dean really did not spend a whole lot of time in high school because he never learned how to be a gossipy bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, because I really, like, when I talk shit about somebody, I do, like, a full, like, dr- even if I'm in a place where they're almost guaranteed never to show up, I'm, like, do a whole dramatic turn oh, yeah. of my head to make sure they're not <laughs> do there. Do the whole 360. <laughs> I, like, if there's, like, a curtain, I'm, like, time to look behind the curtain. I, like, make sure my phone is turned off or whatever so we can't accidentally <laughs> dial them. Mm. You know, or that Google won't hear. Like, I fucking really, like, make sure, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah. but to be fair, it's not Dean's fault that the Men of Letters Bunker has a new room every episode yeah. for True. someone to be in. True. <laughs> it's like the room of well, a and also, God damn. And also, yeah. angels can just hang out, like, invisible, so uh, the not Zeke was probably doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kevin is dead. Cue the kazoos, man. Oh, is he dead? Like for real? For real? I mean, I'm sure he'll fucking Oh yeah, I forgot how to do taps. I'm sorry. So yeah, you started kind of going into happy birthday. <laughs> I will say this episode is not perfect. I think my like moment where I was like, okay, Supernatural, we get you're trying to have a thing, but mm. this is not working, is the Gadriel reveal. Oh, that rhymed. That was awful. Hey. That was sucking terrible. <laughs> That's the name Boom. of the episode. The the oh, wait, no, that would be a spoiler. Gadriel reveal. The Gadriel the reveal. So... Okay, the very beginning of the episode, um, basically a biker gang and the church glee club get together to fucking rumble. And. <laughs> West Side Story snaps. Yeah, and the church glee club is like part of the Bartholomew group. He does not make appear- an appearance this episode because they couldn't get the actor back, but mm-hmm. um, we do meet another angel named Malachi who is. Uh, an anarchist, according to Cass, and also like 
leading his own angel faction. And basically it is a war on like a heaven, heaven on earth and they're fighting, right? The girls are fucking fighting. Um, so the Bartholomew angel faction just fucked the shit out of this biker gang. And that attracts the the attention of Sam and Dean. Mm. Uh, Ezekiel is like, Dean, why are we here? This is just putting us near angels and near angel shit is just going to cause issues. And Dean's like, well, it's a family situation. I I missed why. Like, did Cass? Cass didn't ask them to come. No. No. They just, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, a bunch of murder just happened. So, so we, we should go it. check that out. Okay. Yeah. So, um, they get there, and Cass is there, and Dean is like, hey, Cass, you can't fucking be here. Like, you have to leave again. Uh, without explaining, like, kind of half explaining, not explaining why. Well, Mm -hmm. while that conversation is happening, Ezekiel goes out of the bar, and fucking Metatron is there, again, (laughs) dun-dun-dun, and he's like, I know who you really are, you pretended to be Ezekiel, but you're not really him, isn't that right, Gedriel? And the, you know, the camera is like, dun-dun-dun, and it zooms in on Sam's face, and it cuts to commercial, and I, the audience member, am like, (laughs) Kadriel? Who's that? Who's <laughs> that Pokemon? Is... Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Kadriel has not been mentioned in the show before. I, we, at this point, we have no idea who he is. So, Travis, for the million dollar question, who the fuck is Kadriel? <laughs> who the fuck is Kadriel indeed? Apparently, he was the guardian of the Garden of Eden. He was not supposed to let that evil snake in mm. there. Yep. And then he did anyway. Mm. Yep. Let that snake right in. Mm. Guys, let I have him a right in. He was like, I got a question. He was like, slither on in here, Mr. Hey. Snake. Yep. <laughs> he stepped aside and was like, come here, come here buddy. Yeah. I love snakes. Bloop. Hey, hey, Mr. Snake, do you like apples? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I have a question. What's that? So, is Zeke... Or Gadriel, Zeke Gaddy, whatever you want to call him. Let's call him Mr. Gaddies. Mr. Gaddies. He's been telling Dean all season that ever since, whenever Cass shows up, he is a beacon. Right? Mm -hmm. What did Cass do after he turned human? He spent, like, fucking dollars on getting a goddamn the, the seal on him so angels can't find him. Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't Cass show that to Dean? I mean, I, honestly, it's possible, but I also will entirely believe that these two fucking idiots have not talked. Just like do yeah. not communicate. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. I just <clears throat> like I mean, okay, so I think what Gadriel says is like, hey, having Cass here at the bunkle is going to bunkle. Bunker is going to bring <laughs> angels down on us, and that's just heat we don't need. Like, yeah. I don't know if Gadriel is ever like, Cass is basically like angel fucking catnip. Um, Cass, I will go ahead and say, maybe Gadriel does have a point, because, like, the first thing Cass does when he's alone in this episode is, like, fucking pray to a bunch of angels, and is like, here's my location, come meet me. 
like a fucking 15-year-old girl, you know, yeah. trying to get murdered by Ted Bundy. Like, Oh, my God. Don't kill me. Sorry. This is crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. What are you, like, 6'1", six 6'2"? Six this is awesome. This Volkswagen is bullshit. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, um, I will say, I think the my favorite part of the episode, probably Cass. I just love him so much. Yeah. I love Misha Collins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Metatron. Curtis Armstrong is very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Cass, <laughs> I really love when they, they showed up to the crime scene and Cass was just like, hey, guys. What's up, agents? Hey, what's up? What's up? Don't step like, there, hey, Sam. Buddies? Oh, God. I just wanted him. I just want Sam and Cass to be like, bitchy together yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like i want them to i want Cass to turn into the best friend who's like show me who hurt you show me the man <laughs> who hurt you i will destroy him when all of this shit comes out because sam still doesn't know that he's possessed right because the yeah. scene where dean has the confession that's gadriel yeah yeah Boom. fucking gadriel fucking mr daddies yeah that was that was also i was kind of like okay come on <laughs> like like good being like oh that was my that was my salmon impersonation <laughs> i will say he fucking nailed it though because literally oh, yeah. the conversation well first of all it's just jared padalecki being sam again but literally the conversation between him and dean um like, Sam says, so you took that choice away from me again. And I was like, yeah, he did fucking do it again. I I think I've been here before, and I didn't like the ending. <laughs> that was another part of the episode where I was like, oh, God, oh, my God, we get it. We get it. Mm-hmm. Dean fucked up, and we get it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, yeah. So what do we think about Gadriel? Like his character, his ness, what's going on I with mean, him? I think it is interesting the concept of imprisoned angels. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like because obviously Gadriel didn't like fuck up Lucifer bad, but still fucked up enough to be imprisoned in heaven. Yeah. So that's I don't know. That's kind of an interesting concept, and apparently there's more than one. From the way Metatron made it sound, yeah, he does make it sound like that. But I guess that's also like we'll just have to see what writers pay attention to that line. <laughs> I will go ahead and say that. Metatron keeps calling Gadriel God's most trusted angel. He wasn't just like some punk they got to watch the garden. He was God's most trusted angel. But it really right. seems like Gadriel's real sin is also being just too trusting. You know, he trusts the serpent when he lets him into the garden. He trusts Metatron, who is clearly lying to him. It's, yeah, he's more like 
the embodiment of trust. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to the point where it's fucking detrimental, where he can't see people who are taking advantage of him. Trust mm-hmm. was a big thing in this episode, as it has been an entire a big theme this entire season. But mostly it's about how, like, trusting someone, even someone you've known for your entire life, who is also your blood brother, is a can lead to harm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, Sam trusted Dean, Kevin trusted Dean, Cass trusted Dean, Dean Gadriel trusted Dean. Trust Metatron. Yeah, Dean trusted Gadriel. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just all about how you should never trust anyone ever. Just yeah. curl into a ball and fucking die because yeah. everyone's out to get you and betray you. Yeah. I'm so, th- <laughs> this seems apropos. I've slept like six hours in like two days, so this makes sense in my head. Uh, I was having a conversation on the way home from Memphis Sunday with a friend of ours, and he was saying that some people need to take a step back and realize that when someone is attracted to them, that should be a red flag. That, oh my god. <laughs> that's how I feel about Dean. Like, when some it's... people want to, like, interact with him, he needs to realize, oh shit, maybe something's up. <laughs> I understand that Dean was absolutely in, like, the worst possible situation where he basically was going to lose Sam and Mm -hmm. that he just couldn't do it and that's why he fucking threw it against the wall. Um, but yeah, he, he absolutely should know by now there's no free lunch. No free lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And and the thing that I find interesting about Gadriel is that he is an angel. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had, like, obviously Cass is, you know, a good angel. There are definitely angels who are evil. But then there's also, um, like, you know, angels who kind of fall in the middle, who end up helping out and doing the right thing in the end. Gadriel just seems like this angel who wants to do good so bad. And it's, it's, it's that trust thing again, where just everyone takes advantage of him. And it makes me really sad that he falls to, you know, Metatron's machinations and kills Kevin. Yeah. Um, which like we knew Kevin was not long for this world. He had been in Supernatural for several episodes at this point. Mm-hmm. He was wearing <laughs> um, a white hoodie early in the episode. He was. Oh my god. Oh, can I just say? I mean, obviously Dean didn't know that Kevin mm. was going to die, but how Dean has treated Kevin, how Sam and Dean both have treated Kevin, like the entire time they've known him, really fucking awful. Pretty slapdash. Yeah. Um. Mm. Kevin is like what, like twenty max at this point, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe twenty. Yeah, maybe. Tw- oh, I guess. Yeah, or he has a fake ID or something. When he went to Branson and got just super fucking drunk, mm-hmm. he has lost yeah. his mom. He has lost his entire life. He is in the hands of two people who are supposed to be taking care of him, who really only want to use him for his ability to translate the tablet. Who guilt him? Mm-hmm. When he earlier in the ep- or in the episode, when Dean is like, "Hey, get to translating because I need you to find a fucking spell to reverse the ritual," Kevin's like, "Dean, I really don't think it fucking exists. Like, I just don't think it's possible." And then Sam comes in and is like, "Hey, a bunch of kids died," and Dean gives Kevin a look like, "You know, this probably wouldn't have happened if you'd done your fucking job." And I get that that's not what the moment was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a 
hey, remember why we do this? It's to save a bunch of teenagers in the woods. <laughs> but I do think, or maybe it's just cl- colored. Maybe I'm just colored by like, how angry I have been at Dean this season Hmm. by how he's treated pretty much everybody in his life. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just comes off kind of like, like a John Winchester moment, you know? Yeah. Stay in school, hunt. And uh, that's why you always leave a note. Yep. I don't know. What do y'all think? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I got a little lost because I was reading a tw- like a tweet from Osric Chow about him like saying goodbye. Oh damn! I think uh. I've seen this film before. I feel Gosh. like I don't know. I feel like you're right, Ari. Like, how was? Because Dean made a Hail Mary call on a fucking spell that it may or may not exist. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of kids die. It's not entirely, it's not even true whether or not that spell is a real sort of, sort mm-hmm. of exists. Uh, but I think Kevin is just exhausted. He's seen a lot of death and a lot of bullshit just happen. How is he supposed to know that a hyper-specific spell exists? Yeah. And is on this tablet and not just, like, in some books. Which, it's sort of half and half. And again, Dean does lie to him this episode. Like, he does, you know, tell Kevin, like... This is to, because basically Dean goes up to Kevin and is like, after he realizes, hey, Gadriel, you know, Ezekiel isn't who he says he is. Dean is like, oh, well, Kevin, do you know a spell that will basically let me talk to the person being possessed? And Kevin's like, why? And Dean says, so that way we could talk to the people who are being possessed. And then later in the episode, Kevin says, hey, um, what is this really about? And not just your weird bullshit reason that you gave me. And Dean's like, it is the weird bullshit. Shut the fuck up, Kevin. When again, if he had told Kevin, like, all right, here's the situation. Sam Smith's been an angel. He has been this entire time. I know I fucked up. Uh, You need to stay away from Sam. Possibly just get out of the bunker entirely then, you know, Kevin may still be alive. Yeah. If they had done this through text, they'd probably be fine. Yeah. When in doubt, and that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> okay, sorry. What else about this episode? There, a lot happened here. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, there was, there was a lot going on. Cass is an angel again. Um, yeah, okay, that was fucking a crazy sequence that I didn't quite understand. Okay, can I mention the first thing from that sequence, though? Yeah. The, fa- the guy who plays the angel who Cass steals the grace from is in Psych. Oh. Oh, shit. No yeah, way. he plays, like, the kind of, like, silly officer guy in Psych. What? Yeah. 
Wild. Sage Brocklebank. That's a fun name. Yeah. Does yeah. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a name, huh? Yeah, Buzz McNabb is who he plays inside oh, Officer McNabb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I went on to his IMDb page and, like, seeing stills of Psych, I recognize him. But if I just look at his, like, headshot, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, I kind of had to make him a little, like, goofy for Psych. Yeah. So, in this episode, he's playing a biker who works for Malachi. And he looks completely different. Yeah. Also, he's a like, very good actor. Like, he was really good in his little scene. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He was really cool. So... 10 out of 10, Sage Brocklebank. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. So, yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, so, basically, uh, this is someone who's on Malachi's team expositioning to a main character about what Malachi is all about. But then I don't... I didn't understand... Like, how did Cass know that he could steal someone's grace back? Oh, that's just been a thing, man. Like, uh... What? Yeah. <laughs> it's happened earlier in the show, right? I mean, it happened to Cass. Yeah. But I thought you had to do... Well, I guess not. So, I'm gonna explain something. Like, we're gonna... You know what? I guess... All angels keep their grace in their Adam's apple? I don't know. It's just the easiest way to get it out, I guess. That's what if just... they don't have an Adam's apple? Do they keep it in their boobs? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> they keep it in their own grace. Um... I, keep, I keep my angel grace in my, in my fucking uh, balls, in my ball sack. There you go. <laughs> mm. With your so... With my pee. Because <laughs> pee is stored in the balls. What about G? Is G, G for grace stored in the balls, too? I'm just letting you guys kind of stumble dicks first through the woods on this one because I also don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how it was like yeah. it was just like what is going on? But that's something we do see. Like regular knives can cut an angel, but it just like it just digs into them. It takes like the special sword to cut deep enough to pull the grace out. Because like even in like right. big knife fights that Cass has been in, when he gets cut in the arm, that blue light does come out. But I guess mm-hmm. like the angel grace is just that in the aorta for some goddamn reason. But he also even mm-hmm. says that it, it it's not his grace, but it's enough to do the job. So, I, yeah. I, I will go ahead and say I'll give them that this was technically set up by the episode where Cass has his grace stolen by Metatron to do the ritual in the first place. I will give them that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. But I will say I don't think we've seen this in the show before where angels are just stealing each other's grace because they, they never had to. Like, we've never met an angel mm. who got turned human and, like, didn't have yeah. his grace before. So that's not been an issue. And then right. angels, when they were first introduced, were just like... Uh, you know, the regular angels were so good that they could just kill fucking demons like it was nothing. And then um, the arch, the archangels were basically fucking gods, like who could bend reality to their will. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, 
you know those memes where it's like the really buff dog and then the sad dog? And it's like the Chad season five angel versus <laughs> the beta season nine angel. Like that's kind of where I yeah, feel like we're uh-huh. at right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the same thing has happened to demons. Oh, so. 100%. One happened earlier to de- demons because of the Chad season five angels. Like, 100%. Demons suck. <laughs> uh. I mean, I guess, I mean, it, watching Castiel, like, cut open and then consume the uh the grace was hot that was a pretty cool oh shot. my god yeah that was pretty fucking awesome if you think misha collins is attractive this episode was for you oh yeah misha in a suit misha like, yeah in his little fbi outfit and then misha you know a little bloodied up you know i'm kind of into that <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the scene where he gets all badass and fucking cuts the grace out of Thea. Like, that was also good. That was a very hot moment. I don't know why it's so attractive for, like, a guy to lie <laughs> to somebody else. Lying is the most fun a man can have without taking his clothes off, I think, is what that is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ten, 10 out of 10 acting from Misha Collins this episode. And also, he's my favorite part of the episode. I just love Cass so much. I just, mm-hmm. <sighs> Cass, you know, he's so great. Oh, I guess the other thing is that this is Castiel getting the information out there that, like, I, I guess most of the angels don't know that it was, Meta, or don't realize that it was Metatron yeah. who caused the mm. fall. So this is kind of like Castiel. Well, I guess he tells all those people and then fucking kills them all. So I guess that doesn't really matter. I mean, this was really about Cass getting his grace back. This is how mm-hmm. Cass got his groove back, his angel groove back. Um, and, you know, I, I will go ahead and say as somebody with my magic future vision, this is not a magic fix-all. Like, this is not his grace that's going to cause issues. Oh yeah, I I absolutely see this being as like a um like in Harry Potter when a, a wizard tries to use a wand that didn't choose yeah. them. Yeah. Situation like everything just starts fucking up like crazy because it's not um they're not like attuned mm. to each other. Yeah. I I I can absolutely see some wonky angel magic shit mm. going on. Yeah. Well, for people who didn't watch Harry Potter, uh, this is like putting diesel in a regular gasoline engine. All right, we get it. You're cool. <laughs> and you don't eat salad with your fingers. Yeah, I'm, I'm fastidious and cool. Which is very calm. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so I want to talk about uh, Muriel real quick. Cass makes her friend this episode and gets her killed immediately. Um, yep. Because he just can't fucking win. Uh, this would be Muriel who's like an angel who's just kind of like, I don't know, all these angels are fighting and we're stuck on Earth and that sucks. I'm just kind of sitting it out. You know, like, I don't want this to be happening. I don't want any of this to be happening. But also, what can I do about it? And then she, like, gives Cass information on what's happening, what's going on with the angels, and then gets kidnapped with Cass and dies. And it's very sad. Yeah. That is Britt Irvin, who you've actually seen on Supernatural before. Oh, shit. In the episode Hell House. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 
once again proving that Canada has two actors and they just put them in wigs and reuse them all mm-hmm. the time. Yep. We really are in that uh, Supernatural has been going on so long that we're just recycling people now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're only in season nine, too. You oh, know, it's boy. Oh, something uh, I thought to write down, but I forgot to write down, but I still remembered. We will see this locate the bar where the, all the uh, biker angels die. We oh, will yeah. see that location again. Mm-hmm. Nice. I saw, uh, I was looking at a list of live tweets and I saw, I think it was Jared say something about that. They filmed the Harlem shake video, which also tells you about when this was. Oh yeah. 2013 baby. So I guess it was in that bar because I can only see the live tweets from like the beginning of the Mm. episode. Anyway. Um, there were some funny moments this episode. Uh, there yeah. was? Yeah. What, what was funny? Oh, I get it. The, bor- the Born Again Biker Gang that was, was funny. Yeah. yeah. Like that little Boils reveal. Boys. But also that it was like, yeah. <laughs> what, wait, Boils what was Boys. Boils Boys. Boils Boys. Jesus that Christ. Is, what a terrible what name. What a terrible fucking name. And it is definitely 100% like... I can't, I can't say it. It's like the name that you give yourself when it's like, we're in a homosexual circle jerk ring, you know? Like, (laughs) we meet up every Thursday, we jerk each other off, and then we don't make eye contact for the rest of the week. Yeah, to fight the devil, we jerk each other off. Yep. Um... I thought Cass had some funny moments, uh, particularly like when he's talking to Theo and is like, Theo's like, let me serve Metatron. I want to be taken back to heaven with Metatron. Like, let me let me do that. And Cass is like, you serve Malachi. And Theo's like, yeah, I did because I thought he was going to solve everything. But it turns out he's crazy. And Cass goes, you're realizing this now? Like, I thought that was a very good dry Cass moment. Um, And the beginning of the episode, Cass talks about April, the Reaper who he had sex with. Um, and uh, this little oh, exchange I, happens. I just... I just yeah. yeah. It. <laughs> Do you want to play Dean, Travis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll play... Hang on, let me get I'll play Cass. Sam. Dean. Cass. Will that joke ever stop being funny? No. Yes, it already has been. <laughs> For years, it has not been funny. But, you know, we keep doing it anyways. Uh... Cass says, that's according to April. And Dean goes, Are you, you're Dean. You're, go, go. Oh, wait. That's according to April. Oh, I say, the Reaper you banged. <laughs> yeah, and you stabbed. Yeah, she was hot. <laughs> so hot and very nice. Up to the point she started torturing me. <laughs> Yeah, well, not every hookup is perfect. That has, like, the end of some, some like, at hot vibes. Well, nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I can never have children. Oh, boy. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> 
One thing I wish we'd kind of gotten more of this episode is Malachi, because Cass describes him as the anarchist angel. What does that even look like yeah. under the fucking dictatorship that is heaven? What I mean, does that look like? <laughs> how? How? Uh, Malachi, ju- he organizes stuff from Z to A instead of A to Z. Oh, it's all coming together. I know, he yeah. does the odd letters from A to M, and then he does the odd, the even numbers from N to Z, and then this joke has been long in the tooth. Um, oh, oh, here's what it is. He doesn't sort anything alphabetically or numerically. He sorts everything Ooh, by color. Racist. I, I like it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I personally think, I personally think they had a really <sighs> big miss opportunity with Malachi and Cass not being friends. Because if he's an anarchist, then he's presumably pro-free will, which means he would have supported Cass during the Civil War, and they could have been buds, and that could have been kind of interesting. But nope, Cass only has a vague idea of who all angels are, and all of his friends are dead. Malachi even says that he learned from him, that he learned from Castiel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cass is like, angels fighting angels, what is this coming to? And Malachi's like, uh, do you remember what happened in season six and seven, you son of a bitch? I'll kill you. I learned this from watching you. (laughs) You taught me how to do it. I watched you. You're the man, Cass. (laughs) Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of Cass's light genocide. Hey. Yeah, it really seems like every angel that um, Cass runs into is like, oh my god, it's you, Castiel. Can I have a picture? Okay, I'm going to kill you now. (laughs) (laughs) Cass, you're famous. You're the greatest of all the angels. Also, I have to murder you. Which, like, to be fair, he did commit some light genocide in heaven, and everyone thinks that he's responsible for the fall, so committed some light genocide on earth yeah he did he's done a lot of light genocide to the point where is it light you know like how much light genocide can you do before it's just heavy genocide i think it's at least medium (laughs) that's got the (laughs) it's it's got the vibe of like i may have committed some (laughs) light reason (laughs) hey that's two arrested development (laughs) references all right, so one other, this is a very tiny, small thing that truly doesn't matter, but the leader of the um, uh, church, the Glee Club, had a pretty strong Canadian accent, mm. and that's it. I just wanted to bring up her Canadian accent. It was a little strong. Usually you can't hear Canadian accent that strong on these, like, sort of minor parts, but... She was very Canadian. All right. So, um, IMDb has a list of, like, like, tags on this episode. There's 42 of them. Here are the tags. Year 2013. 2010s. Woman wears a uniform. Angel. (laughs) Murder of a prophet. These are so fucking specific hitting one's brother reference to cinderella scarred face These are definitely reference to tags. christmas 
hit by one's brother. Forest Ranger. Hit, hitting, hitting brothers shows up twice. People are really into that. <laughs> Eavesdropping. Obituary. <laughs> Lying to brother. Possessed by an angel. Beer drinking. Impersonating a federal agent. Singing in a car. Thrown through a window. Stabbed in the chest. Stabbed in the back. Throwing knife. Blackout. Payphone. Imposter. Bottle of beer. Blood splatter. Singing on a bus. Mission bus. Supernatural hunter. Brother brother team. 1967 Chevrolet Impala Sport Coupe. Returning character killed off. Praying. Hold up. Is the Impala a coupe? Is it a two-door? What? This whole time. Wow. Yeah, you haven't noticed how people have to like push the seat like forward and shit to get in and out? No, I just see people in the back seat and I assume that there's a back door. Yeah, that's fair. Um, death of recurring character, biker bar, bus, choir, investigation, impersonating an FBI agent, stabbed to death, death, fallen angel, torture, biker, death of a friend. So who the fuck, whom the Good. fuck is out here and is like, I really want to watch something. I want... I want something that's Cinderella-y, but not too Cinderella. So I don't want to watch Cinderella, but maybe if they could make a reference to Cinderella. All right, I'll check out the tag on IMDb. How many other things are under that tag? Um, A lot. There's Crazy Rich Angel, Asians, Bird Box, Dumb and Dumber, Before Sunrise, Peter Pan, You've Got Mail, Blade 2, Some Like It Hot, The Brothers Grimm, All About Eve, I have a, Need for Speed, Roman Holiday, Repulsion, The Choice, Rocky 2, and American Werewolf in Paris. List. I'm not going to. I want to I wanna add a keyword to this list. What should it be? Uh, bus, again, for who, the third time. Who the fuck watched Bird Box and was like... Yeah, this is like this is like Cinderella. No, it's pretty good movie. I don't know, like a four out of ten. Kind of reminds me of Cinderella. I'm adding classic car as a keyword. Are you sure you don't want to add bus again? Add black car. Or how about bottle of beer? Investigation. Oh my god! Add brother is lied to by other brother. I have looked at at IMDb once a week for like over three years now, and I gotta say, um, what's happening? You know, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, IMDb's gone off the rails. Gone off the rails. They're like producing shows now. What? But yeah, I mean, I definitely, um... You know what? Let's fucking uh, let's read some reviews of this episode. Yeah. Um, season nine, I think, since we started reading reviews on IMDb, season nine is definitely the most, I think, controversial by Supernatural standards, at least from these yeah. reviews. Because we got, you know, some tens out of ten, some nines out of ten. But we also have a six out of ten, which is shocking for this episode. Yeah. So, yeah, especially a, like a plot-heavy episode. There's also yeah. a 9 out of 10 entitled Mid-Season Finale Was Good, Not Great. <laughs> I love that it's a 9 out of 10. Fucking right. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, I'm going to read that one. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I did enjoy this episode, but I'm not super thrilled with the arc the storyline is taking. 
Not a huge fan of Sam dying all the time, and angels are old news at this point. The revelation of the angel not being a random angel, but the scapegoat for the serpent entering the garden was also supposed to be big news, but everyone knew this guy was going to be bad news from the beginning, so I could care less. It's still better than being possessed by a demon, right? The storyline I like is Crowley. I want to see what happens with him. Kaz is obviously going to be eventually be an angel in the end, but I want to see what happens to Crowley becoming more human part of the gang. 9 out of 10. Wow. I mean, like, same, but also that's, like, C-plot material. <laughs> yeah, dog. Also, they just spent half a season getting everything back to the status quo, including killing off a character kind of out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere yeah. by Supernatural standards, but any other show I feel like would be kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, I want to read the 6 out of 10. Seven people found it helpful out of 37 people. You know what? I'm going to say it was helpful. Watchable. There is another war with the angels. The fights are becoming redundant. Dean is burned on another deal. The viewer wonders if Sam is really Sam. Who or what is the angel which is healing Sam? What did the angel do in heaven to be locked away? Can he be trusted? It sounds like there is no more Sam. Why is Megatron... (laughs) <laughs> Where's Optimus Prime at a time like this? Why is Megatron wanting control of heaven? Does he want to be God? Is he Lucifer? Kevin the comic relief is the story surprise twist. In what fucking universe has Kevin ever been the comic relief? Oh, you know, he's got all those witty takes and all the fun little uh, catchphrases like, hey, they killed my mom. <laughs> I want to kill Crowley because he killed my mom. I hate being a prophet. My mom's dead. <laughs> Hilarious. Gets me every time. A huge plan is happening with a few characters. A repeat main storyline of a few years back with a new twist. A been there, done that repeat season. Still watchable. Holy Terror is six stars out of ten. Good grief. This Good grief I, I, I regret clicking helpful yeah (laughs) can you unclick it uh nope you found it helpful once it's helpful forever yep (laughs) damn all right i'm gonna read one more 10 out of 10 review this came out in january 2014 okay I'm going to try and not add any spoilers, but since I don't want to get blacklisted, I click the box. I am a huge fan of Supernatural. As a huge fan, I have to say, I've been waiting since the end of Season 5 for them to do an episode and season that keeps you waiting till the next week to see what happens. Season 9 grabs you and really holds you. Now, I personally didn't understand what a mid-season finale was all about or why it was needed other than to make views mad viewers mad and so on however i really understand it now and i will say i never saw how this episode was going to end i absolutely loved it and any fan will too it's gripping it's exciting and like i said you never see it coming at the end that's not to say all of it was surprising but by far the best episode in four years it will remind you why you fell in love with this show and you will actually be impatient to see the next episode and how this season will play out 10 out of 10 the best episode in four Four years? Four years, according to Angela Weary. That means there wasn't a good episode after season four. They have done one review, and it is this episode. Wow. Yeah. I 
Agreed. This is not the best. And this episode has a very sad ending. It ends with Sam's gone. Um, Gadril has kidnapped Sam, right? Mm-hmm. And it ends with Dean over Kevin's body, and it's just like, Kevin, and he's crying, and it's very sad. Like, it's very upsetting. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, okay, the mid-season finale happens because it's fucking Christmas time. And no one watches primetime television during the holidays because everyone's so fucking busy. So they wait till, like, January to come back. I exclusively watch the Claymation Christmas movies during the holidays and nothing else. Exactly. And if anyone tries to put anything else on the TV, I kill them. Yeah. Straight through the heart. Like, mid-season finales only happen because we're about to take a break and we need you to be on a big old cliffhanger so you come back. Yeah. So, um, you know, actually, now I kind of want to look into, like, the history of mid-season finales and television because I'm sure it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. That might be, I don't know, like a a freak of the week (laughs) or the real bad guy is a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, no Freak of the Week this week. We will get into Gadriel and the Fall of Man later, but I just didn't have time to do it justice, and I really want to, like, sink my claws into this one. Yeah. Um, I want to end this episode talking about Metatron real quick, because I don't think we've really gotten into him. I guess we kind of learned what his deal is this episode. He basically wants to make Kevin into an exclusive club where all of the other angels just get to hang out down here, but he'll rule it with a select few. And he specifically says, you know, none of the angels that suck, maybe some funny ones. And like the, the creme de la creme, I guess of angels. What do y'all think about that? Uh, I mean, it sounds like Metatron wants a new world heaven order. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, this basically sounds like a rehash of Castiel's whole deal. Except, I guess, with Castiel's whole deal, he was supreme ruler. I don't know. Honestly, (coughs) (coughs) I'm sorry. Kind of sounds like heaven sucks. You guys need to let heaven go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I'm imagining, like, after Metatron says the, uh, you know, the funny ones. I'm imagining that there's, like, a handful of angels that are stand-up comics. (laughs) And now they have to send him a veils. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you imagine those credits? Yeah, I was on Conan. Uh, I performed in front of Pontius Pilate. Uh... Just the most wackadoo shit. Oh my uh, god. I, I have a great bit about Marie Antoinette, about being there. Oh, just yeah. what just crazy shit. You know? That honestly that sounds amazing. Where's that episode, you know, of like mm-hmm. the fucking it's, angels who left to go be stand up comedians? It's in our remake. For real. For real. In five to six thousand years, that episode is happening. Hell yeah. It's a guarantee. Uh, this is a, just the smallest little aside, but there's a trend on TikTok right now um, with the snail. Have y'all seen this? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. This snail <laughs> that follows you for your whole life. Oh, yes. yeah. That, that thing. Yeah. So for context, there is a Reddit post 
um, a while ago, I remember seeing this actually, where basically the question is, you become immortal, right? And like, not the shitty immortal where you basically turn into like a fucking mummy, but because your body is so cracked, you know, cracked down and silly, but like mm-hmm. a, a real, a real fucking real deal, like immortal, you'll be hot forever, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, but you are followed by a snail constantly. And if that snail touches you, you'll die. And so right now there's been a TikTok trend where it's like there people are like, here's what I would do to keep the snail away from me. Or like, here's what happens when I'm immortal and I'm celebrating um, the holidays with Michelle Obama's great, 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 great granddaughter. And I invite the snail for a drink, but I poison the drink with salt. Um, I saw one today that was like me finally accepting the snail after all my friends and family have been dead for hundreds of years. Like some of them are really fucking goofy. They're all kind of pretty dark, like comedy, but some of them are really goofy. Um, I don't remember why I fucking brought this up. Something about Metatron. Oh, yes. Nope, it's still gone. I don't know. Maybe I just wanted to bring up the snail thing. (laughs) You know what would be, like, totally perfect for if they get turned immortal and then a snail followed them around? Sam and Dean, because they always have salt. Hey! Boom. I thought you were going to say me, because I'm so salty. Ba-boom! You don't always have salt. There's not salt in the trunk of your I've seen the trunk of your car. There's no salt back there. Uh, honestly, it's pretty messy. There might be some salt back there. Also, I'm talking about the salt that secretes from my body. Because I'm That's so fair. fucking messy. You're in. Yeah, it's all the salad on your hands. It's yeah. so salty. <laughs> that dressing, man. So fucking salty. Mm-hmm. I. Um. Yeah. I gotta say, like this episode, do I think it's the best episode of Supernatural ever? Fuck no. Do I think it's the best episode we've even seen since the end of season five? No, no. but it's pretty good. It's a 6.9. I mean, it's definitely one of the better episodes of season nine so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. If the rest of season nine is like this, the season can be salvaged. Yeah, it'll be fine. Somehow, I don't think it will be Travis I guess Travis I guess we're gonna have to find out next episode which by the way is called road trip what is it about road trip uh Sam and Dean go on a trip to the Hoover Dam but is it really Sam and they have a good time. I don't remember. I'm trying to reference a movie that I own. That's the only detail I remember about it. <laughs> What's it called? I don't. I told you the only detail I know about it. <laughs> oh, I meant what? What's the episode called? Road trip. Road trip. Road trip. Well, going off the Hoover Dam thing, uh, it's a flashback episode. And Dean has found an old mixtape of John's that's a bunch of, like, old hip-hop and a bunch of old, like, funk hip-hop. 
and he starts playing it and John walks in he's like damn son where'd you find this it's another TikTok joke that one might just be for me I'm sorry <laughs> it's like certified hood classics alright I know what the episode's about Dean Rude. has mementos disease wait did I say that right I don't think so. He has amnesia. He has amnesia, but specifically the type of amnesia that's in that one movie by Christopher Nolan. Oh, uh, Coke and Mentos? Coke and Mentos. That's it. That's definitely the movie. (laughs) It's a fresh movie. So he travels the country with Cass and is like, I'm trying to find the guy who killed my brother, but it turns out he's the guy who killed his brother. By having him possessed by an angel and not telling him about it. Dun, dun, dun. Once he realizes the truth of what happened, he's so overcome by guilt that he kills Cass. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Gasp. also all of this is turned out of, told out of order? Mm-hmm. Memento. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. 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 Anyways. Gonna, I've got one more suggestion for what happens in the next episode. We talk oh, about it. Boom. <gasps> You're kidding. Do you think yeah, we'll yeah. really talk about the next episode? I guess On the next our episode? listeners will have to find out next week. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll find Where out. Where be found? Hey, Asput. <laughs> if you want to hear more from us, you can check out our website at habcast.com. Um, where you can find links to all of our social media at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram and Hey Asbutt, a supernatural podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can also find the other show we do called Let's Shag Ass, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. Um, that is a super fun show. If you want to help support us and make the show go, please check it out. You can also join our Patreon, or sorry, our Discord uh, through that Patreon for the low, low amount of $1 a month. Um, we have a lot of fun conversations there, and it's just a good time. So, like, you know, come hang out. Come say hi. Uh, that's it. Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. Bye.